0: What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at Mitch Davis Show or Mitch Davis at underscore 8. Or on Facebook by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show and on Instagram as well. And then on YouTube by typing in the Mitch Davis Show. And you can find the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast by simply typing in the Mitch Davis. Davis show today on Saturday, October 10th, we get a very special edition of the podcast today. The podcast was delayed because of a late night recording session with our very special guest and good friend of mine, Mr. Jared Redding. Jared joins the show today to talk all things Ole Miss football, recruiting, football, everything. Man, Jared Redding is the guy to go to. Jared, student assistant of the Ole Miss Athletics Communications Department. Prep supporter for Oxford Eagle. Contributor for Scorebook Live, Mississippi Sports Network. Former co-editor of SES, or Southern Elite Sports, LLC. And former football beat writer for the Daily Mississippian They are in Oxford, Mississippi. Jared is a good friend of mine, and we've been talking about him coming on the show for a very long time. And I know you guys will enjoy every second of the interview, even if you're not an Ole Miss fan he gives a great detailed look into the recruiting pipeline that Memphis and Ole Miss and Mississippi State and others have in the great state of Mississippi coming into uh, the state like Kenneth Gainwell, Daryl Henderson Jr., O'Brien Goodson Jr. I mean, all of these guys that come out of the state of Mississippi. Jared breaks it down for us, and it's a great interview. Without, without further ado, though, I would like to a very special thank you to our sponsors at S.Y. Wilson Historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Located in Arlington, Tennessee, they are your one-stop shop for everything you could ever possibly dream of. They got outdoor stuff, collegiate gear, Yetis. I mean, they've got it all. They're at S.Y. Wilson on the Historic Arlington, Tennessee Depot Square. Be sure you head on over to the website for up-to-date daily content at theMitchDavisShow.com. But without further ado, I would like to welcome my good friend and good, great reporter. I mean, this guy is one of the best in the business, Mr. Jared Redding to the Mitch Davies Show. I am joined now by my good friend, my brother, my confidant. How do I even describe this man other than the one and only Jared Redding, who is a student assistant at Old Miss Athletic Communications, Preps reporter for the Oxford Eagle, which is a pretty awesome newspaper. If you haven't checked it out. Contributor for Scorebook Live Mississippi Sports Network. Former co-editor at Southern Elite Sports, the LLC there, which is SES Mississippi. And former football beat writer for the Daily Mississippi. And this guy has done it all. And he's finally on the show. We've been talking about it for Right around two years, and this is uh, – he's finally joining the ranks of Lane Kiffin, Cur- Curb Street, Laura Rutledge, just to name a few. Jared Redding, how you <laughs> doing, my guy? Man,
1: man, I tell you what, and, and it's funny that you said that because the first time I met this guy was at an Ole Miss spring game back in 2017. It was cold. Some, <laughs> some, beat, some beat reporter was asking me, who's this guy right here on the field? I said, yeah, this is a true freshman from Memphis, and sure enough this guy who's sitting maybe a couple seats – uh, to my left, he's like, yeah, this is a Memphis guy who's done this, 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 and that. And I said, do I know you? He's like, here's my business card. I'm like, what's up? He said, you're going to come on my podcast? I'm like, maybe if I get to know you a little bit. But uh, So wait, now, now <laughs> it's I, probably I thought good I, to be here, man. Man,
0: three years. Wow. I thought it was two. Man, now I feel old. Time flies, uh, man. It does. So we haven't seen each other in a couple months due to coronavirus or COVID or other names that you don't want to say out there of the virus. How's it been going down there in Oxford, Mississippi? I know the football season has kicked off. Ole Miss is one and one. Got a big win over Kentucky last week. Talk about the Ole Miss Rebels and their expectations heading in to the boys from Tuscaloosa. Welcome them to Oxford, Mississippi.
1: Man, I tell you what, it's – you know, ever since Lane Kiffin was brought in, you know, in January, uh, you know, the program just kind of seemed – kind of from a fan's perspective – you look at the four and eight record the year before. You know, just a just a sense of apathy, especially losing. Uh, you know, uh, head coach Matt Luke. Lane Kiffin was the first one that brought up. Obviously, that's something that's kind of been a recurring theme when old Misses lose their coach. But everyone thought it'd be a pipe dream. Sure enough, they released a hype video of him on a train, and everybody it came to fruition, and then just fan excitement just kind of just went from zero to 180, if you will, depending on what kind of car you drive, of course. Um, <laughs> And it's just been exciting. But as far as, you know, this year, um, you know, he's kind of brought in a flashy new offense. He made Matt Corral kind of the full-time starter. You know, this is a you know, program last year that kind of had a you – know, uh, not really a true identity at the quarterback position, but Matt Corral is a perfect fit for Lane Kiffin's offense. Um, you know, working with a, a, a group of receivers that really didn't get to shine much last year, you know, especially with uh, Rich Rodriguez's run offense. You know, Elijah Moore is having one heck of a year. Matt Corral – 10th heck of a year, uh, leads the NCAA right now in passing efficiency, if I'm not mistaken. Um, defensively, you know, you know they're young. You know they may not have the quite the size that a lot of these SEC uh, schools do, but you know offensively, uh, they just have the fireworks. You know, and they've had the fireworks to hang out the, to hang around with some of these SEC teams. You know, they although they lost the two scores to Florida um, in week was one, they a lot, a lot of bright spots. Yeah, that was getting a lot closer than the score indicated. I mean, Ole Miss even had chances to come back. Yeah, kind of to win that game late, but then just kind of threw in the towel when it was when reality was kind of set in. And then Kentucky last week, I mean, it was just, you know, they kept on mentioning it throughout the broadcast. I mean, it was like a Kentucky Derby race. It was like, yeah. who was going to pull first? Um, you know, but Ole Miss was just able to pull that one out, you know, in the end, just kind of made timely stop, stop, stops when they needed to. And that's something that Ole Miss's defense hasn't really done consistently this season so far. So when Alabama comes to town, you know, you got to score. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time, yeah, offensively to keep up with uh, Alabama, and
0: if you make mistakes, you know a Nick Saban-led team will eat you alive. Let's talk a little bit about how Ole Miss is planning on stopping this Alabama juggernaut of an offense. Matt Jones at quarterback, Najee Harris running back in the backfield. Then you've also got Jalen Waddell in the receiving core. Talk about how Ole Miss is planning on stopping this juggernaut of the Alabama offense.
1: Well, I think, it you know, first and foremost, you know, it, it comes down to uh, just getting pressure up front. And that was something that Ole Miss kind of failed to do defensively last week against Kentucky. I mean, you saw just Kentucky just kind of just manhandle them up front uh, on the offensive line, especially early in the game. You know, Kentucky, I believe, finished with 440 yards rushing, if I'm not mistaken, 591 yards overall, which is insane, especially uh, in a loss Um, into Kentucky. But I think what you got to do is just stay on your assignment Do not make stupid penalties. Don't give them free yards to work with. And you got to come up with turnovers. That's something that Ole Miss has only done once. Um, Actually, no, twice, actually, this entire year. You know, they got the interception uh, week one against Florida. Really, the only mistake that Kyle Trask actually made all game, and then Kentucky, everyone likes to talk about the guys celebrating before the end zone but not finishing the play right after that, ultimately ended up costing them that game. So, one big play just like that can be huge, especially if Ole Miss offensively
0: can capitalize. Let's talk about Matt Corral. Matt Corral, jumping over to this Ole Miss offense, he has really looked like he's taken leaps and bounds of where he's come from in the last two years to now. Is that large in parts of Lane Kiffin's new offensive scheme? Is that, you know, more inclusive to Matt Corral's type of game? And also John Rice Rhys Plumley Mention him a little bit and how he's been able to be into this offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, Matt Corral, I mean – this is a guy I believe Lane Kiffin wanted. I mean, of course, this was when Kiffin was at FAU, but these are the type of quarterbacks that Lane Kiffin absolutely loves to coach. And he's had a lot of success with. I mean, he's had a lot of traditional pocket passes. and you look at his time at USC. But you look at what he was able to do with Blake Sims at Alabama. You can see what he did with Hoker, what he did with Jalen Hurts um, in his last year. He's a guy who can extend plays if you need to. But the thing is with Matt Corral is he is not afraid to make the big plays. You know, you you – you know, you either win a game or lose a game, but he's out there to just make a play when it's out there. If it's not there, he's going to make something happen with it. And you know, he's a gunslinger. He's not afraid to fit it through tight windows. Got a lightning fast release um, on the ball, and will just you know, kind of make decisions on the fly. And that's something you got to do in a Lane Kiffin' offense because Lane Kiffin likes to move so fast. You know, he's talked about playing an Oregon style offense where you know. Once the play is over, you've got five seconds to get on the line or else okay. you're going to jump off sides. You're going to you know, be tired. You're not going to be able to finish the next play. That's something, something that Lane Kiffin wanted to do, Matt Crowell. So, Matt Crowell the a good fit. John Rice Plumley, you know, can be as well because John Rice Plumlee is a similar style quarterback. Plumlee is a little bit more of just overall pure athlete. I mean, he, you know, he's a baseball player as well. You know, football, last year he came in with Crowell, uh, just got hurt and just added a dimension and just a level of speed at the quarterback position that Ole Miss hasn't really had in a very long time. Um, you know, Um, But, you know, of course, Corral has been able to have a little bit more success even last year in kind of the passing in You're kind of seeing it this year, especially with the receivers that Ole Miss has and Elijah Moore, um, you know, Dontario Drum and the new tight end, Kenny Yaboa. Jonathan Mingo had a really uh, breakout game um, last year as well. But the difference between last season and this season, Corral talked about it in off season. He said he thought he was working hard last year. He said he really de- didn't really work hard until this year. Because Kiffin talking about really what hard work really means to kind of be the last one to leave the practice field, the last one to leave the film room um, and be the first one to congratulate his teammates when his uh, team, when
0: his player, his teammates make big plays. I will say this, watching from afar, it does seem like the culture around Ole Miss football has completely changed. Talk about that culture and a little bit and what Lane Kiffin has been brought to this program, because I'm not, I'm not an Ole Miss guy, as everybody knows, but Watching this from afar, I get excited with all the comments, like this week, you know, Lane Kiffin called Nick Saban uh, his dad and, or the dad of Kirby Smart, Jeremy Pruitt, and I think Lane Kiffin and one more other coach in the league. Uh, said that on the Feinbaum Show and in the group chat this week. I love the energy coming out of Oxford. Talk about what Lane Kiffin has brought to Oxford. Yeah,
1: I mean, and it's a cycle when you look at the, you know, former old Mrs coaches, um, you know, who have a good reputation in their own right. It kind of just kind of brought, like, a little bit different level. The thing that separates Lane Kiffin when you look at the resume, you know, from a Matt Luke, from a Hugh Freeze, uh, from a Houston Nut, and from who was then at Ogeron back in the mid, uh, mid-thousands um, is just the amount of conference championships and, and the recruits that he's been able to bring in. You look at his time at USC uh, when they were, you know, the, the ire of college football. And look what they did, you know, with Reggie Bush and all the quarterbacks they were able to recruit. And um, you look at his time with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with Nick Saban. You know, Nick Saban brought him in. Uh, he, he, you know, he brought him in from USC because he knows what he's capable of doing. He, you know, he was, you know, kippen has been a, really a student of the game. You look at the, the people he's been around. You know, he worked with Pete Carroll. Yeah. You know, he worked with Ed O'Donnell. He worked with, uh, um. You know, of course, he was an NFL head coach, you know, with Al Davis, who's an NFL legend. He worked I forgot with about that. Nick Saban. And you look at that, and you look at the trophies that he has been a part of, and you look at the players that he has sent to the NFL, and you look at his personality of coming in and saying, you know, that there's expectation, that there's no, not maybe, we're going to do it, is we're going to do it. And, of course, you cannot do that without making that happen. And that's something that Kiffin's really had to, to sell his team is. You know, you gotta work for it. You know, all this wasn't not just earned, just by luck. That you had to actually work for it. And I think that's the thing that almost really got. And just the way he carries himself, he carries himself. He kind of has that, just that winning mentality, and the, way, the way that he carries himself. Yeah, a swagger that really kind of separates himself yeah. from you know just previous. Um, you know, head coaching regimes and just kind of the sense
0: of being a face of a SEC college football team. So before we jump over to recruiting, because you are Mr. High School Football in the state of Mississippi, I mean, did you are <laughs> literally everywhere every Friday night. I'm always looking on Twitter, getting a text from me, and you're everywhere. Talk a little bit about, let's say, the two or three keys to the game for Ole Miss tomorrow and what they have to do right to pull off the upset of Alabama.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, offensively, of course, you know as well advertised how fast Ole Miss can move offensively and their ability to put points on the board. Um, and just the many type of ways that he, they can hit you. I mean, despite the skilled players that you have, I mean, honestly, you have to take care of the football. And that's a big thing. You know, it, we, we talked about the Kentucky game. That's exactly what cost Kentucky in that last game. And not just the amount of turnovers, but just having turnovers at the absolute wrong times um, of the game. So you think you gotta really got to protect the football. You really have to um, just stay mistake-free. You know, Alabama will take advantage of you if you make mistakes. You look at the last two times that Ole Miss beat Alabama, it's because Ole Miss didn't make mistakes. Um, And you think, you know, defensively, you just got to play responsibility defense. You cannot have a busted assignment. You just got to – you have to make them make the plays to do it. You cannot let them, you know – have one little slip up in order to then get 20 yards and get a first down. You actually have to kind of make them kind of work for every yard and just stay mistake free. And I think that's just, you got to play perfect to, be, to play Alabama. If not that almost perfect. And that's exactly what Ole Miss has to do.
0: So let's talk a little bit about jumping over to recruiting your bread and butter per se with high school football. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Memphis. Memphis has come into the, State of Mississippi, Daryl Henderson, Kenny Gainwell.
1: Man,
0: what a short, short subject around here. <laughs> well, uh, we we you know I, I got to talk about the Tigers. That's always uh, on the for, forthcoming of this show is always talking about the American and always talking about uh, the Tigers because it's such a special thing to me. Um, let's talk a little bit about those recruits that Memphis has and the recruits that are still coming in. I mean, you know, I mentioned Daryl Henderson, uh, Kenny Gainwell. Um, O'Brien Goodson juniors from the state of Mississippi. I mean, those are just three guys that are right there that are, one, two, two out of the three are future NFL players, and one's going to go to the pros after or one's already in the pros. Talk about that recruiting pipeline that Memphis now has in the state of Mississippi.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Lane Kiffin kind of talked about his, his first introduction with Ole Miss's team is we don't, we don't care if you're a five-star or no, no-star. We're going to develop you. And of course, you have to develop players anyway because it's a big switch from a college to the NFL, as you see with some NFL busts. But Memphis has done an excellent job just developing their players, and the way they develop their players, Mississippi players, is look. Mississippi has a lot of hidden gems. I mean, you look at some of the charts. You know, NFL or Mississippi leads, you know, the country in NFL players per capita when you look at you. You factor in population size. You look at all that, and a lot of those just because. They're not from a big metropolis like New York or from California, um, from Chicago, from Miami. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of towns in Mississippi, you know, your average uh, you know, you know, person in a big market in the United States has never even heard of you know, a day in their life. But, you know, they don't have much – you know, there are places in Mississippi where they don't have much at all. You know, Mississippi is – you know, just doesn't have the resources that a lot of the state is, But And a lot of the things that separates – you know, themselves, their social identity, uh, attention, it's football. And in Mississippi, a lot of these 15-, 18-year-old kids, that's all they know is football. You know, some, you know, are blessed to, to, you know, to get the attention, to get the five-star, four-star rating, to go to the combine and score, um, all these different things. But there's a, there's a lot of these athletes that just get left out just because they haven't been around that
0: exposure. And, you know, their production is made on the field. If I might add, the, these guys are from places like Yazoo City, Mississippi, if I'm hopefully I'm saying that right, where Kenneth Gainwell is from um, and his brother, who's just as good. And we also got a kid, uh, Drake Clark from Starkville, Mississippi. I think Starkville High is where it is high school. Um, You know, again, you talk about the resources that these kids don't have in the state of Mississippi. Um, Now jumping over to Ole Miss and Mississippi State, these two, everybody knows the Egg Bowl. Everybody knows the big time rivalry. Talk about that recruiting scene between the boys from Starkville and the boys from Oxford, and how deeply rooted is it in the Egg Bowl?
1: I mean, it is. Uh, you know, like you said, it, it comes down to, you know, some of these kids, there's no professional sports in Mississippi. You've got to realize that. You know, and, and just like Alabama, their professional sports is Alabama football or Auburn football or, you know, just their athletic team. It's the same thing that applies with Mississippi. Um, and uh, football in Mississippi, like, like I said, it is kind of a social norm. Yeah. And with Ole Miss and Mississippi State um, – It's a way of life. It, 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 it's a way of do that in Mississippi. And you got to consider the other territory. You know, Oxford's very much north of Oxford. You know, they can – you know, pull from that area obviously, but you also yeah. have a little bit Memphis, a little bit up north. You know, Mississippi, they're closer to Tuscaloosa, they're closer to Birmingham. But then you look, you know, just west of that, you got the entire state of Mississippi all just absolutely right there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it and you know, of course, if you look at, you know, recruiting stands, I mean, safe to say that Mississippi has probably gotten the most Mississippi kids on their roster compared to Ole Miss. You know, Ole Miss sometimes they 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 get that that top guy who's, you know, like Jerry on Ely a few years ago, who was a five star prospect. Um, and he was also a very good baseball prospect as well. You get a Jerry on Ely like that. But Mississippi gets all these other kids, you know, who are your know, star, star guys and no star guys. And they kind of develop, and states kind of developed an identity over the past few years of having state made. But other than that, Old Mississippi State does that well. But I tell you, another school who does that really well is Memphis. And, 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 and it's insane to think about because. You know, starting with Justin Funette back in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know, Justin Funette, it kind of started with him because he pulled in guys from kind of this Soto County area. You look at the Sam Craft from Olive Branch. You know, Todd Mays was a, a guy who um, Memphis was looking at really well. And then starting with that and you go forward, they started kind of going deeper into Mississippi. And kind of formed that. they they They, they – formed a nice pipeline to Mississippi's top powerhouse, the South Panola Tigers, Batesville, Mississippi, just 20 minutes right down the road from where I live. You know, they win 11 state championships. They've won 89 games in a row before, which is the third longest in the history of Mississippi high school football. And they get South Panola's all-time leading rusher in Daryl Henderson, a guy who old Miss Mississippi State both said he's too small, his play style will not fit in a power five level. They go – they get a, a well stepped on defensive end, in O'Brien Goodson. They have a a receiver commit right now for Memphis, who I watched this solid play last night. Big body, big physical receiver, and Cameron Wright. You go down further, you got Yazoo County, Mississippi, which is you know just not too far from Jackson. And then you get Kenny Gable. Corey Gable. I mean Yazoo, yeah, yeah I mean, Yazoo County. I mean, how 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 meant, like, Other other than uh, Fletcher Cox, who came from Yazoo City, you know a few years ago, you know, yes, and Corey, Kenny and Corey Gamewell never got the attention that they deserved. They did their production on the field. They let the numbers speak for themselves. And then you, they go over to Starfle, Mississippi, and get Rodriguez Clark, AKA dre Clark, who's, who was a consistent 17 yard rusher on a, on a, another Mississippi powerhouse. And they go into these well-known schools and they get these gym level players that, that, you know, none of the ESPN recruiting sites have a, even have a, a web page for, and they get them into developing the players because they know they're hungry, just like a hungry program like Memphis has, and they use that to their advantage, and it's, you know, translated well in the field. I mean, like coming off of a cotton Bowl berth, um, coming off their first college game experience, really just kind of brought the national spotlight on the University of Memphis.
0: So the last question I have for you, and I, I, I didn't warn you about this question, but I think this is going to be a fun question I ask everybody. What does the state of Mississippi mean to you? Because I know your parents went to Mississippi State. I know you're an old Miss Guy. You're from Mississippi. Everybody who knows Jared Redding and the Reddings know that when you think of Mississippi, they think of you guys. They think that you guys are the stereotypical Mississippian. Your hospital, you know, the greatest hospital person down there, greatest people alive. Your parents are wonderful. If Mr. and Mrs. Redding are listening. I miss you guys. I miss, that, I miss that cheeseburger and those dogs that you guys have on your beautiful farm. But what does the state of Mississippi mean to you? I know it, you met your uh, future wife, your future fiance down there as well. Um, shout out to Hannah. I know she's going to listen to this. So, um, you know, what does the state of Mississippi mean to you? Like I said, your parents, went to, your parents went to state. You went to Ole Miss. And I think your grandparents went to Ole Miss. And what does the state mean to you?
1: Just a sense of family. Um, we you know, we have each other's back, and the thing is about Mississippi is, you know, there's a form of that. Everybody likes to make jokes about Mississippi. Everyone likes to say, "Oh, Mississippi isn't this. Mississippi isn't that." You know, the New York Times the other day they said, "Just uh, a landmass in between Louisiana and Alabama."
0: Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't even know the New York Times still existed after all this stuff. So if that tells you where we it's stand just, in Memphis.
1: Because we, we, we kind of have that chip on our shoulder. But more than that chip on our shoulder, you know, we work for everything we do. And we're always known about hard work and having a sense of family. And football. Faith, you know, if you heard the <laughs> saying, the, the three Fs. What are the three Fs? Family, faith, and football. I think you got here, it right? out of
0: order because our girlfriends might kill us. Faith, family, football, you know. So our, our girlfriends will kill us if we don't put faith first. Indeed. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to save both of us on the record before because I, I, I do before we get further, I do want to wish you and Hannah a very happy anniversary. I know she's gonna be listening. Yeah, I think yeah, you guys so, had a good so, stake so tonight.
1: So it's yeah, so it's gonna be tomorrow actually. <laughs> I gotta work the homeless game all day tomorrow. So well,
0: hey, Perfect timing, though. You guys can uh, get a big old Miss win. So finish what you were saying about the state of Mississippi because that was cool. I, I have a lot of family, Tremont, Mississippi, um, down near Tupelo. Um, talk about the rest of what Mississippi means to you. You
1: know, you know because, you know, they're not in a big market. I mean, it's, you, it's kind of, you know, make your own thing. And because we have that chip on our shoulder – because we're not – you know, well, now we're never respected. We only have the stereotype, oh, they're just – you know, they're not smart or, you know, they're not, you know, anything really relevant. Yeah. And so I believe with that is you're out to prove – not just out people outside Mississippi, you're out to prove – out prove each other every way. I think that's what brings the best out of us Mississippians. And one way that we do that is football. You know, like uh, I talked about South Panola earlier, you know, the school that, that Darrell, Darrell Henderson – you know, the O'Brien Goodson that Cam Wright will be attending um, uh, ne- next year as a future Memphis Tiger. You know, back when they were in the National Spotlight when they had an 89-game win streak, they went out of Mississippi and played uh, national powerhouses. They went to go play Hoover, Alabama in, in Hoover High School. They went to go play uh, Colquitt County, which is like the top uh, football powerhouse in state of Georgia, and beat these teams convincingly. Yeah. Being, you know, Apaka, Florida, you know, they – go in they beat Memphis University School. They used to play Memphis University School all the time and, you know, was a consistent winner against them. And then, you know, in in one of those years, 2010, they were the number one team in the country. And I think that's a perfect example of of Mississippi pride saying, you don't know what Mississippi high school football is about. You know about it now because you know the way that we operate. You know the way uh, that we don't take a shortcut into anything and that we don't need a whole lot. And as long as we got each other, as long as we have hard work and as long as we got faith, we can compete with anybody. And I think that's, that just goes over away from the football field and just through the mind of every Mississippian who's willing to make it.
0: i tell you what, I, and you know, I'm dating into a family from Mississippi. Of course, you're my brother now. You I mean you're, you're, you're my <laughs> kin. You're, you're like blood. I know we don't have the same blood, but you're like, you're like your, are blood, but you know, being around the state of Mississippi before I close this, you, you really do start to feel that family you know, because I'm from Memphis and, and, you know, Memphis same way. Memphis is blue collar, man. We are hard working, We're grit and grind. I mean, that's just what Memphis is like, you know, Memphis is Memphis is Memphis. And, you know, when you go South of the border, you know, like everybody else, you got your problems, but it is that sense of family. It is that sense of unity that brings a lot of people South of the border. Um, but, Jared Redding, tell everybody where they can find all of your amazing work. Because I tell you what, there and before I close this off, there is nobody out there that works harder, that loves what they do, loves their state, loves their school, and also loves their biggest rival as well. I mean, you love Mississippi State, you love you know what they mean to your state. Jared Redding, tell them where they can find you on Twitter and all your awesome work that I know. I try to retweet. If I miss it, you always send it to me. And I, you know, if I, you miss some of I'll send it to you as well. Um, <laughs> Turn my
1: tweet notifications on, man. That's exactly what I tell everybody on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Jared E. Redding. Um, you can also, uh, you know, uh, follow my work. You, I cover high school football every Friday night for the Oxford Eagle. That's at OxfordEagle.com. Uh, I'm also a freaking contributor and you know, the preps for the football side of things for Scorebook Live MS. MSB Sports Group. You can follow them at SB Live MS and at Social Sports uh, at MS. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Instagram, uh, you can see uh, this girl that Mitch is telling me about. This is uh, a <laughs> girl talk about uh, at Jared underscore uh, Reading. Um, you know, I appear frequently on the radio. Sometimes on Friday nights, you can uh, you can listen to me a recap my Friday night game uh, on Miss 98 uh, School Board Show. That's uh, FM 97.5 every Friday night. You can find, and most of my stuff is on Twitter, though, because Twitter is my advice and choice. Um, nice. It's the one where I get my news and my information from. Uh, so hit me up on Twitter. I will likely follow you back, and i want to talk <laughs> football uh, with you if you can and if you allow me.
0: I, I'm, I'm like, unlike me, while we're still on the record, unlike me, Jared stays away from all the craziness and all the debates that I get with the national talking heads. Jared Redding, thank you so much for joining the show, my guy. Any closing words for the people out there? Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. I like it. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Very special thank you to Jared Redding for coming on the podcast today. I tell you, you will not find a better person within the business than Mr. Jared Redding. This dude is one of the best young reporters in the country, I mean, this guy's the best. He's like my best friend, so uh, and a brother. He's like a brother to me. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast special. Thank you to S Y Wilson for their continued support of the Mitch Davis Show. They're located in Arlington, Tennessee, Depot Square there in Arlington, Tennessee. Man, they've got it all there at S Y Wilson on in Arlington, Tennessee. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Be sure you follow me on social media by typing in the Mitch Davis Show. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you can also shoot me an email at Show at AOL.com. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at MitchDavis underscore eight. For all your continued college sports and horse racing and golf needs, head on over to com for all of those articles and podcasts and YouTube links and everything. Show.com is your one-stop shop for all things The Mitch Davis Show. Thank you for listening, and until next time, have a great weekend, stay safe, and have some good food and fellowship.